Let's always fun to hear. <laughs> cool. Start three, two, one. Hello, friends. Hi. It's Ashanika and Caitlin from Get Checkered, and Get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. How are you? <laughs> you know, I'm so, so excited. Okay. Yeah, we had our first race. I know all that stuff. I just can't contain my excitement, which is the issue. But before we dive into Bahrain, which was, you know, a little bit of what we expected, I would say to some degree, and then a lot of what we didn't expect. Um, what's going on in your life? What happened in the last week? Um, honestly, just been a lot of school. <laughs> and it's like not going to loosen up for the next three weeks. It's, it's a month of pain, but that's okay. Get through it as a team. <laughs> it's fine. And now we have races, so it's like excitement for the weekend. Yeah, that does not sound fun. My God. Um, went on a hike though yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was nice. We it's called Tunnel Bluffs. So it's up the ski to see the sky highway, which is very nice, by the way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the hike was beautiful. Great lookout over like the islands over to the big island. Um, and then to drive back, because literally Vancouver decides that two bridges is sufficient to get from North Van to rest of Vancouver. And one of them's like way east. So everyone really takes the, um, the Lionsgate Bridge over to Stanley Park, then through downtown. And it was a backup of like 45 minutes. Oh my God, that's a nightmare. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so I told people I'd be back by like this time and not gonna happen. Thanks, Vancouver. I've also heard Vancouver people are notoriously flaky that's a big reason why. (laughs) And I get it. Yeah. For us, like, I would say, you know, maybe we don't have as big issues with traffic as like Los Angeles and stuff, but that is like quite a long time to wait. Well, it's just like disgusting because it's like two lanes and I can see five cars getting through a light each turn. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm never going to make it. (laughs) whatever it's fine but yeah I I get it that like I absolutely understand why the growth was faster than what the city could keep up with with infrastructure it makes total sense but logically (laughs) when I'm stuck in traffic I ask myself why is Vancouver like this (laughs) anyways yeah that's my story that's all I did (laughs) what about you Shani oh my gosh this last week that's a great question I don't know I feel like it's pretty much the same lots of work which is always a time and then lots of studying I love how I'm like literally bringing up my calendar it was a few of my friends birthdays Caitlin people you would know Maddie and Carol's birthdays so did a few things for that um Maddie took a shot of hot sauce um for $80 and she did not flinch she was fine she got the $80. (laughs) That's impressive. I know. I was like, this is a new party trick. We need to use this everywhere. Yeah, but like for $80, that's worth trying. Right? So, and then we also went to Paper Lantern here in Calgary. And if anyone is looking for like a great Vietnamese spot with great cocktails, I highly recommend it. It is so good. Um, It's kind of hidden away. Like it's at the bottom of a building in Chinatown. 
and not very like distinctive doors or anything. There's only a little light up sign that says you're here, but it's like super vibey inside. So I highly recommend that, but yeah, very similar to you. Just like lots of focusing on work and stuff and stuff like that. Um, one thing I maybe should have focused a little bit harder on was my, um, <laughs> fantasy team on grid ride. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so for those who don't know, we mentioned it last, um, episode, but we like kind of pulled together everything we needed to fairly quickly there. And, um, uh, we have what, how many people did we say like over 78? Yeah. Over 70 people now in our league. So thank you all so much for joining. Um, but I, you know, Caitlin is doing great. So Caitlin, where are you ranked? Oh, I thought I would be doing better. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm in ninth. That's pretty I'm, good. I'm I know. I was happy with all my people. Pick Ferrari is my constructor. I think that was, you know, great call <laughs> considering the results of today. But yeah, because I had, I picked Carlos over Charles because I just have a soft spot for Carlos, okay? I think regardless how the season goes, I want to keep Carlos because I have faith in him. Yeah. I'm supporting him. That's the way it's going to be. And then, I mean, like, I might eat those words later on in the season, but we'll see. <laughs> and who else do I have? I picked Magnuson. And I, put I a had Magnuson on my team, too. Did you star him? Yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. Right, right. Um, and then I had Albon and Guan Yu, um, and I had Lewis. This is so funny. Like our teams are so similar. So I also had, uh, Ferrari taking the constructors also had Carlos because he's a king of consistency. Um, also had K Meg made sure to double up on points with him. So that was great investment. Ken Magnuson, absolutely amazing. And then also had Alex, but the other two, not so great. So I had Pierre who obviously DNF'd this time around and Fernando Alonso didn't really like make much movement. So I didn't lose too much money on him, but he just like nothing really shifted for him, um, this race. So yeah. Uh, who's at the top of our leaderboard? I think like, um, so actually I was looking at like top of the global leaderboard too, and maximum points it could have got was 1200. And we, had the top person in Arlie got 1130 I got 1100 pretty much on the dot so it's like we're not that off. yeah um but who is a battle hawk 27 it's in the lead right now yeah so they had k-mang too they got charles also snagged george russell valtry would have been a great one by the way this time around as an investment <laughs> And also had Alex Albon and Ferrari as constructors. So, I mean, I think great job. But the person that got the most in, like most amount of money is Ramanantan because yeah. they had both Alpha drivers, both <laughs> Ferrari drivers, and has Ferrari as a constructor. So, great job, team. This overall is looking you know to be like. Super they could have killed this one if they put Magnus in instead of Mick. Yeah. And Mick was more expensive. Yeah. So. Interesting. I'm happy with this. This <laughs> is fun. This week's going to be fun. Shanika and I will figure out. We have a full year to figure out prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Time. I was like, we have time to figure this out, but we will. 
but yeah, it's, it's so great to see people just joining along the fun with us. It, it, uh, honestly, I think I can speak for both of us when I say like, we did not expect this many people to sign up. I was expecting like maybe 15. So to have over 70 is kind of insane. We'll take it. And also thank you to the grid rival team for making us an influencer league. What? (laughs) So I suppose we should dive into everything that happened leading up to this race. Um, As usual, if you are a new listener or not, we talk about stuff leading up to the race, a little bit of stuff in quality, other headlines, things like that. And then we'll dive into stuff about the tracks and what recommendations are coming from the F1 or interesting things that may have shifted in the circuit, stuff like that. And then we'll talk about the actual race day. Mm-hmm. So like, if you really don't care about what we're talking about and you just want race day, it just, it'll take a few minutes, but we'll get Yeah. <laughs> but we have interesting stuff to bring up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Starting off with weekly updates. What happened this week? Sebastian Vettel freaking got COVID. So he was out, which provided a great opportunity for someone that we've been waiting to come back. Nico Hulkenberg uh, had to step up to the plate. And I, I love this man. And I really feel like, obviously the Aston Martin hasn't been doing so hot so far, but like he really needs to be in a great car and he should drive anyways. So how'd you like, what do you think about that? Like he was given like zero time. No, <laughs> seriously. So what he was able to do is like totally fine. I think um, it's just fun having him back on track. And there's even like, I saw a video. Um, I think it was from like pre-race parade or something. And it was K-Mag and Hulkenberg. And like both of them, we know we're not on in the field last year. So like they're both coming back yeah. <laughs> to this race. And they were just like, we, we know they've beefed in the past. I know they don't always agree. Yeah. But they were like, hey, nice to see you. Who would have expected to see us here? And they're like, <laughs> oh my God, me neither. And it was cute. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Uh, it's so great uh, to just see them both back. We talked a little bit about K-Mig last week, but he's, yeah, I'm just excited to see some people that we know back out there. Uh, Lewis had a new helmet design, which... <laughs> There was some fun on social media with it, for sure. Okay, well, what do you think about the colorway? Okay, I like it. Um, and I don't know. It was fun. They used that color on his car, too. It's mm-hmm. nice pop of color. I, like, it's not his signature purple, which is what we're used to, but he says he's going more so back to his roots with, like, that bright yellow. Um, so, okay, okay. If you have ties with it, go for it. <laughs> we're not here to tell you you can't wear that color helmet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what, um, what did Lando do to that? Well, so Courtney sent this to us in our group chat and she's like, it's giving Lando. And after she said that, I was like, yeah, she's right. It looks so much like Lando's helmet from last year, like in terms of the tone of color. And, um, Lando commented on Lewis's photo and said, oh, nice tribute to me. And then Lewis responded with, uh, kid, I've had this before you were born. So you tributed me just a little fun. (laughs) Yeah, I, I noted on that, it, it gave vibes of like a teacher student scenario where like the student says something like sarcastic, totally rhetoric, yeah. like not actually trying to say that's true. And the teacher just like takes it a little seriously. <laughs> no, not true. <laughs> so that's the vibe I got from it, but I left it regardless. It was a cute exchange. 
Right. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, we'll talk about the race, but maybe the color helped. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Did we talk about preseason testing before? Not really. Okay. Well, we can get into that a little bit. Like, um, so we saw Ferrari and Red Bull <coughs> um, from testing and even this weekend testing, like front of the pack, pretty much. And we know that the Mercedes is having a lot of difficulties with the perfect porpoising, porpoising. There's the word. Um, and yeah, that played in completely relevant to the race. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was important to bring up. Yeah. And I think with uh, the preseason testing, we also saw a lot of issues um, with the porpoising, which was mentioned, but the um, with McLaren as well, like something wasn't quite right there and then also with Aston Martin who you know uh just with everything with them being racing points and then force India that team I feel like was on an upward trajectory like every single season getting a little bit better like inching closer and through preseason testing it was kind of like ugh. but we also saw the Haas kind of come out of nowhere and shock everyone so right like Oh, I I do think we mentioned it at the last episode, Mm -hmm. like KMA got first in one of the racing days and then um, Schumacher got second. So yeah, we saw trends happening that definitely played in to our guesses, I guess, for grid rival and to the race itself. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The last headline you talked about is the Abu Dhabi report. Uh, I wanted to say, I hope this is the last time that we hear about this, to be honest with you. Like, I'm so excited for this to be over. <laughs> well, that's, that's what the drivers are saying, too. You know, um, like in the press conference, because they're doing a different format now. It's four conferences and five drivers in each. And so they're like, oh, what do you think of this? We'll start left, right. Carlos, you go first. And he's like... Well, yeah, I want to know what the report says. I'll read it. But then, like, we have to move on into sport. It's March, and this happened in December. Yeah. And then every driver afterwards was like, agree. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. I don't have anything else to say. Agree with that. And I was like. Yeah. And And it came came up to Max, too, actually. And he was just, like, kind of stone-faced. I was like, what's he going to say? And he's like, I agree with that point. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're into a new season, right? So everyone's headspace is different. And even Lewis did something very similar. He's like, I wasn't expecting an apology. Like, I haven't even thought about this. Like, he's just had his team, Mercedes, do what they needed to do. But he's like, after it happened, like, I took care of myself. And I don't know, it was in some version of a pre-race interview, but he talked about how he literally put his phone in a safe and locked it away and just like reconnected with his family and friends because through COVID he hasn't been able to see his nieces and nephews because he was just so afraid of getting sick and being out of a race because it was that you know if you got COVID last season it could have cost him everything right so that's what he talked about but it's very similar from him too in that interview he was like we just need to move forward and I'm glad that there's like stuff in writing um but speaking of the things that are in writing and this is where it kind of confuses me where (laughs) The FIA said that human error did play a hand in what happened at Abu Dhabi, but that Massey acted in good faith. So everything is going to stay the way it is, which is fine. Like, I think, Caitlin, you and I have talked about this a million times, but Max is a deserving winner. The way he won was probably not great, but he is a deserving winner. Totally like most polls, like led the most laps, all that kind of stuff. Um, But I do think it's funny that they're like, yeah, someone fucked up, but like, 
it's fine. I'm like, okay. Um, the big note though, is now all lapped cars must pass during a safety car instead of, uh, before when it said any, which was not clear uh, to some folks. So now all of them have to, which we kind of saw play out a little bit today. We did. And I thought like the assumption was before it, even if it did say any, it was that all would pass. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess this interpretation of like a word, which is like ridiculous when you think about it. It's a three-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it, it played a big hand last season. So um, this season, it's really important. And then I also wanted to know one of the rules that they said they were going to focus on this year, which is just not going over track limits, um, which they said that. And then right in qualifying, they didn't live up to it. So we can talk about that <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, but Caitlin did the amazing job of pulling together some information on Bahrain and the track. Okay, yeah. So because Shanika and I, if you've been listening from the start, you know we started with Imola last year. So the second race, we actually were not doing this podcast during Bahrain. So oh. this is the Bahrain track facts episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so typically, like, and I don't know, I usually go into depth with like the Pirelli infographic and stuff, but you know what? I was tired, <laughs> exhausted from studying. So when commenters were talking, I was putting my notes in. So they were saying this Bahrain International Circuit is typically very hard on brakes. It's a very abrasive track and everyone was predicting a two pit strategy, either um, involving hards or mediums ending on softs. Kind of what we saw play out, but we ended up seeing a lot of three stops. Yeah. Um, and so a bit about the location. So Shakir Bahrain, um, I felt quite uncultured actually looking at Bahrain because I'm like, I know countries, like throw me on a country test. I could do well. I yeah. didn't know where Bahrain was though. Um, it's an <laughs> island country. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's in the Middle East. It's next to Qatar. Who, it's like a little peninsula. Like Qatar itself isn't that big, right? Yeah. Um, and Bahrain's a little island cluster off of Qatar so um in total it Wikipedia says like 785 square kilometers that's so small yeah okay um I did not know that (laughs) so technically okay this word gets me every time but it's an archipelago (laughs) is that how you say archipelago archipelago I don't know it's an island set that make up the whole country pretty much. So 50 natural <laughs> islands, 33 artificial islands. Um, 30 one, yeah. 33 artificial islands? Okay. And honestly, like, there's not that much, like, agricultural land in there. They have a lot of imports, but regardless, anyways. Um, yeah. So very much still an oil and gas country. Yeah, um, it's not OPEC, though, which I was interested by, because... Literally, like, some of their reserves they share with Saudi Arabia. Oh. Um, like, the offshore ones, so. Um, and the Barani Dinar, so their currency, is the second highest value currency unit in the world, apparently. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking at Shakir, and there wasn't, like, the wiki page is not full at all. Like, we'll look up cities, and it'll be, like, a big page. We're like, okay, let's go through. What are the fun points? And it's like, there's nothing on this place. Because, <laughs> I guess, it's a desert area. It's not a city, from my interpretation. It's the south part of the main island. Um, 
but that's where they have the circuit. Yeah. The main campus for University of Bahrain, I guess, is built there. Location of the biannual Bahrain air show, something. They, and it's a popular camping spot in the winter. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just confused, I guess, because I couldn't find much info in my very quick search Wikipedia. That's so interesting. That also might explain why, like, the stands were so empty. And that's something Lewis commented on too. He's like, they should make it free or something because it's just really empty. And I'm like, that the FAA doing anything for free? I don't know about that, but interesting. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but something we do touch upon, especially with these Middle Eastern countries, is the human mm-hmm. and women rights um particular. So again, only info from Wikipedia. Um, so human rights was quite bad. Um, it improved a bit with um, someone new coming into power, but that only really lasted until 2007 and things started to go really bad again for human rights. So the article was talking about like torture, death, beatings in general um, for everyone. And then there's like threat of rape and electric shock on children. Jesus. Um, okay. And then if we get into women's rights, I'm going to quote this exactly what they said, but the Americans for Democracy and Human Rights in Bahrain released a report in January 2022, so very recent, highlighting a sharp contradiction between Bahrain's celebration of the progress of women's rights and the re- reality of discriminatory practices. So, like, they talked about all these women being elected to, like, pretty good positions, um, yeah. and they were able to, like, list them all off, and I was like, oh, okay, that's good to see, but then I read this. Um, While the government institutions have been taking whitewashing measures, inequality and violence against women persists. Women's rights are also restricted in terms of their political participation, gender wage inequality exists, and the government fails to address urgent reforms and laws do not guarantee gender um, equality, I think they meant to say. The U.S. State Department's 2021 report on human rights violations of Iran also mentioned violence against women in the country is very common. Oh, geez. So it like... it was kind of a really weird thing. I'm trying to like watch race and post race while looking all these facts up. And they're talking about like Bahrain's ranked like the fi- the freest country. And yet, no, freest country in Middle East. They're ranked actually not bad high, I guess, in the world, according to one of the reports. And then you read this and you're like. Yeah, where are these numbers coming from? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. We might need to do a deep dive here <laughs> later in another episode because this is not good and uh if women we want more women in the sport okay it's been something that we've talked about a ton but if what does it mean to race in these places and like the FIA does not have an answer for that none Mm -hmm. whatsoever so I yeah like thank you for pulling this information but it's like so stark to just hear about how horrible it is yeah like but I honestly it's like there's going to be four middle eastern countries participating in the f1 calendar this year and we've found human and women's right issues in all of them so far yep and also even in uh some of the eastern european countries as well right so this is a constant issue we're going to constantly talk about it because we want something to be different and i also want the journalists to ask the drivers and the people that are there i think the um the FIA's new president, uh, Ben Salaman, Salamun, was there today, and this would have been a really great question to ask him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Sky, Sky News. 
hello. <laughs> I wish y'all had asked. Uh, anyways, before we dive into qualifying, we're going to take a quick ad break. Uh, this episode of Get Checkered is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches 10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. You should also go check that out, by the way. It's really important. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. Again, I'm going to say go check it out because we're dealing with a lot of things um, that are making it difficult for people to make ends meet. You know, inflation, the cost of food, everything like that. And if you want to learn more, head to ecfoundation.org. So what happened in qualifying? Um, so just, I guess the high level, we'll get into too much detail. I didn't watch <laughs> it. I watched the last two minutes of Q3 because that's when I woke up. <laughs> okay, let's just, it's fine. Um, but first things first, Canadian lockout back at the grid. We alluded to it earlier, I think, but yeah, yeah, that is uh with stroll in nine and p19 and latifi and p20 a dream i was thinking Solid. about that though could you imagine you probably have it written down here but p19 for land stroll nico hulkenberg is p17 nico hasn't been competing in formula one in yeah. over 15 months and he out qualifies him and also nico hulkenberg out qualifies daniel ricardo pain pain for mclaren we'll talk about that more but just pain anyways i just want to point that out that canadians are busy embarrassing ourselves and uh, nico is able to shine a little bit there. yeah i mean like there's only one way to go i think yeah <laughs> let's just put it that way it's fine um but we'll talk about haas because that's a happy quality story um i honestly think like huge day for them they had k mig he gets into q3 the first time haas is in q3 since 2017, they're saying he gets P7. So huge. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then, like, Mick, I'm pretty sure ties or this is his highest quality result with Q12. Like, Mick? I know. I think we're going to see. I, I have some notes later, but I think Haas is one to watch this year, team. Like, I don't know what to say. Um, the alpha. money they saved from yeah, the money they saved anything last year <laughs> from two they years of binning it completely, <laughs> or uh, Gunther taking like the Aldi catalog photos, like <laughs> they worked out for him. <laughs> uh, Alpha also did really, really well. Um, Valtteri ended up in P6, and I think I was so surprised, but I do think we're going to talk about this later for sure. But just the Ferrari power unit dominance was very much seen in qualifying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was really happy for Valtteri. He just looks so much happier where he's at right now. So, like, I'm he really didn't beat Lewis, but he was right behind Lewis. Yeah. And he beat George. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, you know, we kind of love to see it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we love the drama. Sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, okay, on the note of Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and we saw the trend. They're not as fast as Ferrari Red Bull. And they talked to that. Like, 
talk to Total, you talk to Lewis, you talk to George, they're all saying that they all know they're the third mm -hmm. fastest constructor. They're like, we have to improve upon this, it'll take time. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But they get fifth, like Lewis, fifth. Um, and then, yeah, George was at nine. Mr. Saturday <laughs> didn't uh, maybe perform on Saturday. Oh yeah, my gosh. I saw I it. He had, a, he had a small mistake, I think, on his flying lap. I think, you know, it's, it's okay. But I, I saw someone on Twitter say that George got just a rude awakening of what it's like being in the big leagues. I'm like, I don't know about that. I think that it's like that car is not as quick as the other two. And I still, I, I we'll talk about it, but I feel like everyone is still adjusting to the new cars. Like everyone. Oh yeah. Um, so First race of the season, I don't think like everyone is just like, okay, we got it out of the bag now. Yeah. <laughs> We need to get some learnings from this first race. Yep. Um, but we're going to talk about, so Red Bull and Ferrari. Yeah. So Red Bull got your matches in second. Price came in fourth in quality. So like very good result. Um, and then Ferrari was, Carlos was in third and he was not happy with his weekend actually. Hey. No. Um, he's pretty hard on himself, this guy. But this, like he just wants to improve. And I, I applaud that. He was third, only six thousandths behind max um and carlos was like well it was not like my good weekend and it's like oh okay so you're okay, like sir sir <laughs> okay we see you <laughs> um and then we like charles gets pulled like what a guy absolutely phenomenal and so exciting to see him on pole and actually get to race this time around <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah seriously so he kept a level head after pulling. They're like, oh, you're feeling good for tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow's a different day. Like, yeah, we need to calm down. I'm happy with today, but like the race. <laughs> Let's ground the expectations a little bit more, folks. Please, for the love of God. Um, but race day came. Oh my gosh, we have been so excited for this for the season to pick back up again and to just start doing this all over again. So just, I'm so excited that it's back. We have a loaded season, 23 races. <laughs> exactly. And we're, we're not racing. We're not traveling. <laughs> we're like, that's a, that's a bit much. It's just the hours are really all over the place. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, what is this live commentators pen? I definitely didn't watch any of the pre things. So, yeah. So I just had it on is I'm like, making my coffee having yeah in and you always hear the commentators at the beginning of um like the five to ten minutes before race starts um they actually showed the commentator box and like for a solid minute and just like it's a split screen i'm like okay thank you i don't recall seeing that earlier maybe i just literally have a mind like a see you but i, I didn't add that. anything to my experience though maybe not i cannot be like <laughs> a face to a voice maybe you get to see some yeah like you said you get to see some phases yeah that's good I don't know I think it's like right it just didn't add to the experience for me I'm like maybe they're trying something new but right. yeah and then uh, did you watch on formula one tv f1 tv mm -hmm. um yeah so the the same team for sky news that we normally have um and I wish I remembered this woman's name is it Naomi Schiff um 
basically there's this really beautiful black woman who's now joined this guy news team on the paddock, which I think is really, really important. I do believe it's Naomi. Yeah, it is. I was right. <laughs> Go me. Um, so she's actually on the paddock this race. I hope she's there for most of them because I think it's really important from the diversity perspective to have it not just be a bunch of white dudes uh, talking about the sport. So it was really great to see her. She had some great questions too. And that's what like I saw, at least on the Sky News side, where I was like, all right, we're back. <laughs> and also with some new faces. It was just good. It was good. Mm-hmm. We, we like to see the diversity. Yeah. It's still, it can still be improved. In, oh, always. You know, opinion. Always. <laughs> it's just a small step in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, just talking about race day now. Um, the notable events. We tried to, okay, we tried to categorize them, you guys, to make this flow better. So, it's hard. yeah, wish us luck, please, for the love of God. <laughs> um, but the start, I was so nervous because in interviews, both Max and Charles were saying like, Mac, I think Charles was asked like, you know, Max doesn't back down. Like he, we know he'll go straight into a corner, take you out too. Like he doesn't care. And Charles was like, well, I'm the same way. So, and I was like, <laughs> for the love of God, please make it to the Not first ready for that stuff corner. Yet. Yeah, seriously. And it was a great clean start, right? It was. So I thought it was completely clean, but I mean, I guess I missed small action. Ocon <laughs> hit Schumacher, who literally 180 and didn't lose much. <laughs> he just kept going. But yeah, that was about it. There was a five second penalty and fair, everything fair about that. Okay. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> the rest of it was clean. Yeah. And I think it was so great to see Schumacher just recover so quickly. Yeah, like he's fun. And probably been a lot worse. A hundred percent. Like all of the cars were able to avoid him too, so he could just like continue on without, like no one, no one got hurt, and there's no accidents, which is so, 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 so good to see. And the car was fine. Yeah, totally fine. So yeah, a clean start. Good, good start for starting a season, I guess. Yeah, not so good of a start though for uh, Valtteri. Hey. <laughs> Oh no. And like, yeah, the commentators were like, he did this with Mercedes, but he used to be in a Mercedes that could pick up the speed again after a few laps and just pass everyone. Yeah. But now he's in the alpha with maybe not that like advantage. Yeah. And he drops like seven spots or something crazy at the start. Like, Valtteri, what is wrong with your first lap? <laughs> Yeah, and it was so shit to see because I was excited to get some racing between um, Lewis and him, but it was literally like Lewis gets off and then just you see Valtteri on the, you know, the little graphic that comes up, just slide down. And I'm like, what is happening here? Uh, But Prez, same thing. Didn't get a great start. No, he started fourth, Lewis and Kevin behind him, and he gets beat by both of them. (laughs) It's like, Prez. Not a great start, yeah, honestly, from either of them. George had a relatively better start. He started ninth. He ends up in seventh. Um, so, like, showing the Mercedes power, I guess. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Let's just bring up, because I don't think we've mentioned it too much yet, the McLaren team. Oh, fuck. So, you know, we know, to reiterate, Danny, um, qualified in p18 and then lando where was he 
P13 or P14. I can't remember. 13. 13. 13. Oh, lucky number for me. Not so lucky for them, apparently. Um, and right away, Danny just slips down the ranks. Like he is 20th. And I do think though, oh, you noted it here. It's the tires. So they started on mediums and everyone else started on softs. So as Danny went down two spots, uh, Lando also dropped four spots, which is like so, so, so painful to watch um, because you do want last season, they were competing with Ferrari, right? Like they were up there, definitely like best of the rest. And Mm -hmm. to see them at the very back right away, was very scary because I guess the big thing is none of us knew how these cars would drive, right? So it's yeah, like we, we saw in pre-season that like they weren't being as competitive, but it's like, yeah. oh, maybe guys can pick it up. Mm-hmm. You have smart people. And they do. Everyone has smart people working for the team. That I'm not saying 100%. that. But yeah, they have not found that gap. Yeah. It is so horrible. Um, but Ferrari got off great, hey? <laughs> Ferrari, they're all competitors, are definitely out of their league now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They uh, had very good starts, both um, Charles and Carlos. So, And Carlos yeah. was battling it out, too, a little bit. Um, at the start, I saw that, like, Lewis started gaining a little bit. But then Carlos, like, got far enough ahead. But then Carlos was trying to gain on Max. Um, but Charles was focusing on Max. It was just, it was great. Um, it was racing. It was racing. That's yeah. exactly what we love yeah. to see. Like- and you you talk you said that like both Max and Charles are ones not to they play with their elbows out right yeah um and Charles had hit the bigger elbows out um he kept Max at bay at that start which is quite impressive it was quite a sharp you watched it right like yeah. sharp to the inside line it was like you were not getting around me Max it was like oh okay yeah he went right across that and I was like you might good job good job you show him who's boss and he just he kept the lead the whole time <laughs> um on that note though battle for first was like it, it was one of the big themes I guess of this mm-hmm. whole race and it was not between the old battle of the first Max and Lewis <laughs> this is a new battle of the first and maybe it'll be like this for the whole season maybe yeah, it was just Charles and Max kind of like going back and forth. And I think like this is where we see the, um, I guess, benefits of each car. So like obviously Max and Red Bull straight line speed, amazing. So every time it felt like there was any area with a straight line, Max was like gaining and getting ready to pass. Um, but then you go straight into a, cur- a turn and then Charles would be able to snake up ahead. So there's a lot of back and forth there. I was freaking out though. Were you okay? Because I was like, holy shit. If they get into an accident, I'm going to die. Like this is too close to comfort after the last season that we've had for them to be this close and like battling it out the way that they are. Fair. But I was I was more excited than scared because <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to want to like kill each other right now. Like there came to a point <laughs> end of last season where you didn't know if Max and Lewis were literally going to like, they were not in a good place <laughs> no no but this one's like first race of the season these guys like they won't bump each other off at this race I don't think so like I was not thinking that would be a circumstance so maybe that's very naive but I was just <laughs> honestly just pure excitement watching <laughs> and maybe I wasn't that invested because it wasn't Carlos is that bad to say maybe <laughs> if it was Carlos in there I would be edging my seat like mm-hmm. yeah equal excitement equally anxious yeah, I was not okay. But yeah, the the back and forth went back and forth for a few laps. And then 
something happened to Max. I just don't remember what happened to Max. Um, so like just going back a little bit. So they started going back and forth because of pits. Yeah. And Charles came out literally just right in front of Max. And so for like three laps, Max would get him on one corner and then three years, three turns later, Charles would keep it, like get it back. Yeah. And that happened like three laps in a row. They were just going for it. So that was a phenomenal show. And then I don't know. Um, yeah, Max just like his car was not keeping pace after the third lap. So he didn't get in DRS range and that stopped. And yeah, he, I remember he locked up, but then also when he locked up, we could see his tires and there was a flat spot on his tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had like, you know, in those two laps prior, really gunned it and gone for it. And as oh, Caitlin, yeah. as you mentioned before, like this freaking track, high degradation or whatever. So all of a sudden you see his like front tire and we're all like, oh, that is like a definite flat spot. And then you have to be careful because like the last thing you want to do is blow a tire and end your race. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I get, and I think I, I remember what you were talking about now. Yes, the, um, because it was like, in one of the turns, he flat spotted because he braked too late. Yeah. Because he was trying to beat Charles on that. Uh, it's just yeah. not his mate. And then, like, we'll talk about it later. All the things Max was saying on the radio <laughs> about, like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't thrilled with his car performance either at some point of this. And he couldn't keep up with the car. So funny. You haven't noted here though the second round of pits when he said after that I was like oh my god dude what the <laughs> yeah okay um like we'll get to the yeah no we'll leave the pits for another note yes we will <laughs> um but yeah commentators are saying like seeing this battle back and forth they're like this is exactly why they changed the regulation so we could get yeah. more racing they could be closer together and like we just saw it play out like in front of our eyes and it was exciting and also, like, you could follow cars way close to you, which helps that racing and the mm-hmm. overtaking and every, like, everyone was racing, but in, particularly at the front to see them do it and also not take each other out, I think was a big thing. Yeah. It was a clean, fun race to see. Yeah. Surprising. Right. Um, so, yeah, Shanika touched on the degradation. Um, and we did see, like, yes the flat spot but I think in general the Ferrari cars just from the radio messages seem like their tires seem to degrade faster than the other ones and even like one of the Ferrari engineers is talking to Charles and they're like yeah uh, Max's tires are degrading a lot faster than yours so it's like that's a good message for Charles to be hearing with Mm -hmm. Max yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that it comes back to like, we don't know what's going on with these power units. We have no, like no one has any insight in each other's cards at all. Right. So when Red Bull is like the tires are killing, <laughs> fraying like crazy and Ferrari's fine, but Ferrari also has pace. It's like, if I was Red Bull, I'd be like, Hey, what the fuck is going on? Um, which we could talk maybe about a fellow Red Bull sister right now. And why my freaking grid rival team is not where it could have been. Yeah, seriously. It was like, okay, what we'll remember this race for, I think, is like the the battle for first and like Ferrari showing its like very triumphant day, but also like the Red Bull problems and kind of like the visual of the problem was when Gasly's car was on fire on the side of the track. Mm-hmm. Which was so scary. So scary. Yeah. Like, 
and they're showing it from like the back and you can see like all the heat fumes like distorting the picture I'm like terrifying man yeah. he just casually gets out <laughs> he definitely hopped out of there which is great but i don't know what angle you saw but when the sky sports angle it was like not on fire a little bit you know every now and then we oh, see it, sparks. Was it was like really on fire yeah and it was it, like the, the disturbing concert like it was that hot, hot. yeah and they couldn't even like touch the car to move it so the, of course the safety car comes out but Pierre's car sat there for quite a while and there was quite a few laps of the safety car just because they couldn't touch it because it was so hot but up until that point he was doing so well um both him and Yuki were in the points so I yeah it was really scary and also I don't know if um Formula One TV mentioned this but on Sky Sports they mentioned that he his car died like not too far where Roman Grosjean went straight through the barriers so I was just like, oh God, they need to like do some like stage the track or something. Like they need to <laughs> just, I don't know, do something. It's not good. Not good. Not good. I don't like that. No. Um, so yeah, that whole car catches on fire happens <laughs> around lap 40, I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, and it goes to a virtual safety car first. Um and a lot of cars actually took advantage. It was the first and only safety car situation. Sorry, so they took advantage of it and saved some time in their pits. But then the virtual safety car went to an actual safety car. I believe this is a new Mercedes safety car. They said the flashy lights, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, that lasted for a few laps, like Shannon said. No one could touch the car. Like the electric, it was still electrically powered. Um, so oh shit oh, what it's so shit like to go through something like that my god right um and then so all the cars start to bunch up behind this safety car charles is on the radio saying tell them to go faster it's putting me in a disadvantage um but we know that communication between um teams and the race director have changed a little bit yeah literally last year and i put a rapid that's still last race technically yeah not great (laughs) but they were um consistent like shanka said earlier all lap cars passed the safety car this time (laughs) (laughs) yes like normal (laughs) um but seriously i put a notice like ptsd Oh, hundred percent. Even when it was happening, all the commentators were like, Haha, I don't think I'm over it. Like, why is this happening? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm over it either. Like that was not, that's not ideal. Um, but Pierre safe, mm-hmm. got to figure out what's wrong with the car and it just continue racing. But this is very close to the end of the race, which I think is, it was just, it felt very much like Abu Dhabi and they could have gone wrong. You know what I mean? And they did not They stuck to their rules mm-hmm. and it went well. So I guess more credit to them. Right. They're following through with what they said. That always matters. Um, And then really, yeah, that was like a standalone event. That was like pretty significant. We saw, but then we're at the end of the race um, and the drama didn't finish. No, the restart was, it's always, okay. So I noticed that Max does this where, as you all know, when the safety car goes back into the pits, it's, it's on the, first leading car so in this case it was Charles to kind of like get them racing 
but Max will always drive up right beside them to kind of like goat them into going while trying to give himself an advantage. So I don't know. Everyone's bunched up. We see the safety car go back into the pits. Also, I saw a Twitter joke where they were like, oh, finally a Mercedes is leading the race. When the safety car came out, I was like, devastating. Um, (laughs) And they get racing, which is great. But there was, uh, obviously there's no DRS for a certain few laps, but it was just like, there was a DRS, DRS train coming because of the way that Charles was positioned, the way that Max was positioned, the way that Carlos was positioned and the way that Lewis was behind him. And then where George was and K-Mag, like all of it. I was like, oh, this is about to get, this might get a little hairy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what did, what did we have here? At the uh, so Carlos was behind, who's Carlos behind? He was behind Max. He was, yes, okay, yeah. so. Yes, this whole situation. So at this point, Max and Sergio are still in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hearing a lot more complaints from Max on the radio that the car is like difficult to steer, it's like losing power, and they're like, it's not a power issue, your battery's fine. And he's like, Nothing's an issue. <laughs> and then Carlos passes him, and we're like, Oh, that's easier oh, than like normal. Yeah. Like there was no like elbows that. out. Yeah. No very untypical but then you see shortly that max heads right into the pit lane he's losing a whole bunch of spots he has like no speed anymore and goes right into the pit lane and has to retire the car with a power issue yeah and it was the reigning world champ it's like it's his to kind of his title to lose essentially right so he we see him like let carlos pass which i was like okay we know the far ferrari is faster so when that was happening while Max was complaining, I was like, Carlos is faster. It's fine. But then with team orders at Red Bull, we see Perez pass him. And it's like, wait a minute, something is going wrong here. (laughs) Yeah. That's never going to fucking happen at that team. Right. Unless something's really wrong. And then you see like uh, Hamilton get past him, but not even like there's no fight. And that was the big indicator that something's really wrong. What I thought was so funny, Caitlin, about this whole situation, it was the fact that he was in the car being like, I can't do this. Something's wrong. I'm um, steering's incorrect. The battery, like something's wrong here. And that everyone on the pit wall was like, nah. <laughs> you can't see anything wrong. <laughs> nah, there's nothing. There's nothing. And then finally, when he's lost like five places, they're like, okay, um, box, like come in. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Like, come on in. And it's just like, yeah we'll get into what they have to figure out but that was not happy the start of an unfortunate ending for Red Bull yeah so obviously that happens and then Perez jumps on and starts saying he's losing power we should know because he has Hamilton behind him and we're like oh Perez (laughs) and there's literally two laps left okay there's two laps left Perez we know can defend like no other And for him to come on the radio and be like, hey, look, I'm losing power. I was thinking, okay, maybe he's worried because he knows what happened to his teammate. But then I don't know who his like Bono is, but his Bono was just like elbows out. Like you got this. And I was like two laps. Like what's the worst that can happen here? Maybe he's just in in his own head, right? About what's happening. Maybe it's not real. Nah, nah, that did not happen. In his own head. Those drivers really understood that the car was losing power. Yeah. 
Because, like, and honestly, I thought it was driver error because you see Perez, he spins out. He spins out yeah. on a turn. And it's like, oh, oh, shoot, Perez. And then the commentators are like, that's not what you do. Like, a driver wouldn't do that. That's not a typical driver error in that kind of spot. Like, he lost power before that happened. And I was like. Yep, engine cut out on him. Huh. So we're at the literal last lap of the race. And both Red Bulls have DNF'd after being in great point positions. They were in second, fighting for first. And in fourth, um, battling for third, Uh, I still think Carlos was pretty comfortable, but like insane. They lost such an insane haul of points Mm -hmm. all the way around. Not a good start for Red Bull. And seriously, sorry for anyone that has Red Bull in their fantasy team. Yeah, I had freaking Pierre. And we do know um, that it seems like different issues. So but if they're both tied to the power unit, that's a big problem. <laughs> right. Oh okay. And I think we're going to start on that note yeah. into our, like, we're talking about all new cars for this season, for this race. So yeah, 100%. The we saw associated with the new cars, first point is being the Red Bull reliability issues tied to exactly what we were saying. Yep. Max complained a lot during driving and it was so difficult to tell because we know Lewis would be like, oh, my tires are gone. And we're like, okay, dude, whatever. Um, But he complained after a certain pit stop from that point on, it was like there was issues with some sort of braking. Um, And he also talked about- It was like like lap four, he started complaining out of 57, four. Yeah, see, not great last, but- by that pit stop that I mentioned, sorry, lap 44, he started talking about to the steering getting really heavy, but it's not like he was in a fishbowl. So no one could hear what he was saying. We got a little bit more information at the end of the race. He talked about the fact that he could like, there was a delay. So he would try to turn left and then it would delay before it would actually turn left. Um, so it was really, really, really difficult for him to move. He also said several times, I think it's tied to that degradation we mentioned, like he had no traction which is why we saw way more pits and stuff like that than we were expecting. Um, yeah. What other things happened with him? Um, so he pits again and like very shortly after he's, um, oh no, he talks about the attraction after changing to a new set of tires, which like it took time. We understand now to warm up those tires, but he was like, there is no traction. And he seems like, oh, no it's okay like you can keep going he's like no just tell me what's wrong and how I can fix this car (laughs) and he was like getting a little sassy on the radio um not happy evidently and like Shanka said could not understand some of the radio communication no he was pissed which I get it because you're also like he's experiencing something that his team has no read on right so it's almost like a weird like gaslight situation where they're like no it's fine and he's like no there's something really wrong that, no, that's exactly true. Like, there's two truths here yeah. because Max is knowing what he's feeling and the engineers are knowing what they're seeing. Yeah. But they don't line up. That's the issue. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so we have Max with the Red Bull having problems. Perez losing his power, DNFing as well. Um, that's an issue for Red Bull. Gasly's car catching on fire. So three out of four of the Red Bulls have car issues and DNF. Yeah. On the first race. On the first race. And um, Yuki Sonoda is the one who brought home the powertrains for Red Bull. 
Yuki Sonoda, year two in F1. The little sweet child who we adore is the one who carried the team for Red Bull this time around, which is like absolutely insane. But yeah, I have no idea what happened there. Obviously, they're going to figure out and hopefully we know. Um, Mm -hmm. We also saw like way higher pit times than we were expecting. Yep. Another trend. I was interested to see how they would be. Um, I I honestly thought they would be comparable, though. Yeah. They were actually i would say considerably higher like 0.5 of a second if not more than what we saw last year with a lot of the teams um, like hamilton he goes in like 3.4 seconds 3.9 seconds a four second stop versus like last year it was a 1.9 second fastest from red bull yeah so it's like not what is happening and some of the commentators were saying like the tires are heavier this year um etc so like maybe the mechanics themselves are just having a bit more difficulty moving them around yeah maybe they need to be left in some weights because we know before every race you can see the entire pit crew doing stretches and stuff (laughs) (laughs) i think caitlin's roommate just came home (laughs) there we go we all heard her (laughs) that's okay um, we also noticed that the blanket temps were reduced. So the tires weren't as warm on the outlap, which caused like huge issues for Lewis. It caused a lot of issues for a lot of people, but we first saw it with Lewis because Lewis was the first one in. Yeah. Weird call. So he actually like call. slipped on his outlap a bit and he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> um, but it's just that the tires um, this year are going to take a lot more time to warm up. Um, so something they'll have to consider, I guess. Yeah. And I thought what was funny with that was like both alphas passed him and I was like, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll talk about Lord. it later. Juan Yu holding his own and keeping up with Boda is the oh, fucking killing the game, dude. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like people, like other manufacturers, Williams had probably the fastest pit times I saw. Yeah, like they were two point seven, pretty re- consistently with their drivers. That's good. Um, and again, we know same effects though with the colder tires on the outlaps. Um, and we know Red Bull had the really fast pits last year. They went up to like two point nine seconds, up yeah. to three this year, and it was like. And Red Bull's typically like sub two seconds, folks. Like somehow rocking like one point eight, one point nine second swap so really interesting that this is going to be an adjustment that needs to be made so i guess that's the new norm for this year interesting to find out had to have a race to find that out okay um but yeah that's kind of um what we saw that's our impressions of these first cars in the first race um but we're going to get into a quick ad break and then we'll talk about the new drivers. So um, exciting. Right. And then we get the results. Of course, we're going to talk about the results. You guys. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so this episode of Get Checked is brought to you by Rumi. With warmer weather comes yard work and lots of it. So prune your trees and shrubs, clean your eavesdrops, replace those drafty windows you noticed over the winter. Or you can call Rumi to take care of all your outdoor and indoor spring home maintenance while you fire at the barbecue and relax. Visit roomie.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, or call 1-844-777-7864 and let Rumi's trusted local 
experts take care of your yard. So all you have to do is enjoy it. Amazing. So this was I also, time, I have a hard time with words sometimes. It's okay. Today has also been really interesting. I've pronounced like four things wrong already. And I'm like, you know what? We're also iron. Yeah, we're warming up ourselves. Okay. <laughs> um, this was the first race for several, not like I would say returnees and then also new drivers. Uh, we're going to talk about K Meg a lot just because he's on all of our <laughs> teams for the fantasy league, but he made really small driver errors. There's a few like running a bit too wide, um, breaking a little bit too hard. And those were in the first few laps that we saw. And by doing that, um, you know, people were able to sneak around him, get through all that kind of stuff, which was like, not so great for Haas, but what was great for Haas is that even though that happened, K-Meg was still in the points. Like he was still holding on to that, like fifth to eighth position pretty consistently mm -hmm. um regardless of what was happening so even with all these errors the thing is he could have been a little bit higher had he not made these errors that's what i'm saying first race back after not being in it for a year that's fine you can make a few errors yeah it's like it's insane because i i think he like these are just exciting races that are happening uh, so K-Mig and Pierre went at it. I saw that one and I was just like, please don't, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. I still think I'm not, I need to like still come to terms with last year and I need to move on personally. I will say that <laughs> I'm still scared, but they were battling it out, which means that in the midfield, we have these really great racers who are actually competitive. Like these people could end up on podiums the way mm -hmm. that the season's looking, which is really, really fun. And also I'm just, I wish they had a camera on Gunther the whole time um, because I'm sure having his car actually be competitive after two years of just shit and losing sponsors and, you know, going through what they went through earlier this season with a huge sponsor being like booted, the driver being booted, and then to come back this strong is like so wonderful. Ugh, I'm so happy for them. Right. Um, and then another driver we alluded to earlier, I'm not going to embarrass myself and try and do the Daniel Ricardo version of his Hulkenberg. name. Hulkenberg. I can't, I can't. No. Hulkenberg <laughs> is back <laughs> for this race. Um, yeah, so we saw he qualified higher than Stroll. He was staying right there with Stroll um, at the beginning of the race. Um, he had a bit of driver error too, we saw. Small lockup. Mm -hmm. um, like he ends up back of the pack, but he finished back of the finishing pack we should say let's acknowledge though the fact that our boy had like less than zero time to prepare for this yeah to threw him into the car yeah and we're like okay great go <laughs> yeah so you know what not bad not bad he didn't cause any issues for people he finished Someone put him in like, okay, so we know this year Ferrari is looking good, but I would really like to see him like test drive a Ferrari just to see what happens. Nico Hulkenberg. Try and manifest. I heard Lewis talking about manifesting something about this race. And I was like, Lewis. Lewis. On no. that race. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It was also super cute because he was chit-chatting with K-Meg before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we kind of said. So it, it's nice because we know they've exchanged a few words yeah exactly grounding themselves a little bit more I think um who was the big surprise and I'm also going to say that we pronounced his name sort of incorrectly but it's Zhou Guan Yu 
versus Guan Yu Zhou. And it's just because in Chinese culture, you can like, the order is different. So everyone's going with Zhou Guan Yu. So I think we're, that's what we're going to go with. Okay. I think, I think we might change it though, depending on what makes more sense. Regardless, he did super well for his first race in Formula One. He battled it out with Schumacher like quite a bit. They went back and forth significantly. It was so fun to see though, because they were both being very safe while doing it. And also to have these young talents who are going to be in the sport for like decades to come to just see them, I guess, like, I don't know, just show off what they're good at. Right. And to be racing. Right. So alpha, we know last year was not in a place where they were racing very consistently against everyone else. So to see them racing a Haas, which is actually competitive and they're just not at the back of the grid. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. And he ended up finishing in the fucking points. He, he did. He did. Absolutely crazy. So somehow Valtteri, you know, swung his way through and Guan Yu, I'm sorry, Joe was right behind him as well. Yeah. He kept pace with both of us. And it's like, damn, yes, good job. Even yeah. throughout the race, it was like Bodas would pass someone. And I think like maybe I'm just like imagining this is the circumstance, but I, I do imagine that um Joe Grant. Yeah, I can't speak, Shanika. <laughs> <laughs> um Guan Yu. Um, like he would see Bodas pass him, and then he'd be like, ooh, okay. So he did like this. I'm gonna yeah. attack it like this then. Like it, that's good for his development as an F1 driver. And also the first Chinese driver on the grid to just perform this really, really well is it's really, I don't know. I'm just so happy. And like the amount of, like there was a lot of pressure for him. It was his first yeah. F1 race. You have like, you you tell yourself you have to perform and he did. So exactly. To him. And then Alex Albon's first race back in F1. <laughs> we have to know. I had, I have Alex in my F1 pool. Um, Me too, actually. Yeah. I'm actually quite quite impressed with him. Like I, I did think he would be better than his partner. Um but just so much better. Like this is embarrassing. So by lap eight, Caitlin has noted here, Alban was in 12th and Latifi was 19th. And that gap is not good if you are trying to bring home any money from constructors. Like you need both of your it's obviously good, not ideal to have your um, team competing against each other, but they can't have a gap like that. Like that's not bringing you anywhere close to anything. Not great. Not great. But like we we knew that Alex was going to be a good driver. Yeah. Um, was I hoping he would do better than what he did? Yes. But maybe there are just limitations with the car. Seriously. And yeah. he's getting used to a brand new system and everything, so it's fun. Yeah. Um, and he was holding off Bodas for a good battle. We had noted here. So there's, yeah. see, it's all, there are stuff. There are good yeah, stuff. A lot of good stuff from a lot of good people in this race. Okay. Um, but you will know, we are not really talking about McLaren in our positives. Oh my God. What the hell happened to them? Hey, I, I don't even I don't even know like this, you know, how last season Danny said there was a race he wanted to forget. Um, this is a race that the entire team would want to forget. I have no idea what happened here. Well, I don't know if they'll be able to forget it. Cause I don't think it's a one-time thing. 
oh god pain maybe yeah. this is how we like and I think it's going to be a season of disappointment yeah unless we see things start to pick up but like you can't forget this race happened because next race might be the exact same and then you start getting angry and upset and disappointed but the third race doesn't really change things either and it's like that's such a good point um maybe this is how we talk about the results though so yeah, yes. a really exciting one too one that we were so excited to see first time since when did they say 2019 yeah 2019 for a one-two for McLe- for oh see there I go one-two for Ferrari yeah so Charles won it from pole which is great and then Carlos with that epic move that we talked about with Max and also yeah. Max Car dying ended up in second place and like it was just also these these are like I was gonna say these both of them are just very like physically very attractive so it's like very pretty people like <laughs> Um, and they're also just like both so happy, which I loved. It was like a really, I don't know. It was a great way to start. I feel like the season, right. I, like they said, it was a perfect start for the season. And yeah, that is pretty perfect. But I mean, like now you have that standard to live up to, which is always hard, but, um, I think like their car is great this year and the we've known for years both of them are great racers so yeah. it's just two, two together now working in their favor um I did make a note that like they're they seem like good friends and they get along quite well um I really hope a title race between them doesn't cause issues happen yeah and degrades that friendship because that would be sad but I don't know and also like if team orders comes in they're like oh yeah we're going to give Charles the title this year. So Carlos don't race. Like, would they do that? I don't know, but. So Matea actually said this year, they're not doing team orders at Ferrari, but I think the challenge is, you know, Carlos has said, even after he got second, which is huge, he was like, this is not a good weekend for me. Again, talking about how hard he is on himself, mm-hmm. that weird perfectionist that all these earth signs have just coming out to play there. Um, but he, yeah, with them not having team orders, like I'm curious to see. Charles had a lot of pace this weekend. If there's a weekend where they both have the same amount of pace, like Carlos isn't struggling with a car, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And they race each other. And I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know like when Matea will step in and be like, okay, this is dangerous. You might take each other out, or like if he'll just let them do it. So I have no idea. We're gonna have to see. Yeah. And that's actually something, sorry, that George commented on as well. Really? Like you never want to be battling your own teammate. Like you are obviously internally trying to beat your teammate, but to have it be like a one, two kind of situation, like it can really degrade things. And he said the same yeah. thing. He's like, I just don't, I hope it doesn't. So we'll see what ends up happening there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I hope it doesn't get to that. Let's see. Um, they did interview Matea in the F1 TV post race. Um, was he, he, Good. he was not <laughs> expecting or hoping that he said and I was like you know you have the best car and when I mean at least you're happy um he he commented that like Charles did adapt really quick to this car yeah um, and he's like Carlos has him but like we know how Carlos works with the engineers like um he has complete faith that Carlos will adapt to it too um he's like especially seeing like how much improvement he's seen from Carlos in one weekend yeah 
Um, so he's like, he'll pick it up in no time. So I think this is the happiest we've ever seen Matea Benito. So personally, I think I've heard him in a post-race interview. <laughs> I didn't care about interviews. Yeah, truly, that's fair. But it's uh, he was happy, which we've never seen. And I, I think conversely, um, I don't know if you saw, Toto was also happy with the result from today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the 3-4 for Mercedes. <laughs> Unexpected, because they knew they were not the second fastest car on that grid. But they, mm-hmm. got, they got podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually wanted to bring this up um, before we dive into what they were saying, but right now um, they got the three, four, because the DNFs from Red Bull, this is the most that Lewis has ever led max. Um, This is the greatest (laughs) margin that he's had been in the entire 21 season, 2021 season, (laughs) 15 points. So just so people know, how funny is that? Um, (laughs) I'm fun. He was happy though. And I think it was nice to have him on the podium with Charles and Carlos. Like they genuinely all looked really happy. Yeah. And Lewis was genuinely happy for them on the podium. Um, yeah. And yeah, because I think it was just so unexpected for them. Like they kept their expectations pretty low, I guess, after preseason. Yeah. So he's like, I was hope I was manifesting <laughs> the podium. <laughs> was not expecting it. Um, so yeah. Um and like George had an interview and they were talking about that. He's like, he was happy with his fourth. That's the highest he's gotten. Ever finished, yeah. Not accounting for like P2 and Spa last year. He's like, that's not a race. But like he got four this year. Um, and he said it was a very bumpy ride. Like it felt like a roller coaster is what he um, contributed it to, associated it with, sorry. Um, and so it's like, he's like, there's a lot that they need to work on in the car. I don't think it's going to happen next weekend. I don't think it's going to happen the weekend after. It might take to like maybe middle of the season um, yeah, to for get sure. the improvements, but don't write Mercedes off is pretty much what we're hearing. Yeah. And Toto is like, I think what I like is that he's being really honest. Like in the interview that I saw with Sky News, he was just obviously happy. <laughs> Lewis is on the podium, very surprised. But I also think Mercedes, because of the experience, if they can keep positioning themselves well, even if it's in that five, six range, which Toto said, like, we are P5, P6 right now with where the car's at, you capitalize on people's mistakes. And this is one of those moments where you can totally do it. So, um, you know, they're hoping to have that car in a better place. But like Caitlin said, I think, like, it's going to take, because these races are so tight and together um, in the next little tranche, like there's like five, I think, it'll take quite a bit for Caitlin's face <laughs> there's a lot um for them to get to a place where they can actually fix the car like they can't they need parts from their headquarters like it's just like a journey and then shipped into where they it's just a journey it's a lot um okay wait you noted something here what did you say that's it well, okay so I don't know if I should say this, but you should. What is it? Well, the um, I am bad. I don't even know her name, but she was the F1 TV post race like main commentator. Yeah, she partnered with um Oscar Piastri was the guest on this year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this girl's talking. Um, I I don't know why I came up with George. Oh no, it might have been. I don't know. I have it in the George section, but she makes a comment that like 
oh, because she was talking about the roller coaster. And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm too tall for roller coasters. And I'm just like, fuck yes. In like a sport where actually there's quite a few small, shorter men. Yeah. Um, having a tall female woman. Yeah. Female woman. <laughs> a tall woman. Yes. I love that. I yeah. love it. Just like be that tall girl. Be that tall person. Yes. And just own it. We love to see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> oops, made that comment. I think that's important. And then we had a, I feel like this podcast is literally about just Ke- Kevin Magnuson, but a P5 finish for Kevin Magnuson. I love impressive. So impressive. What did you see on your end from the interviews? Um, I only caught a little bit of this interview, but he seemed kind of like it, it, it's like a dream for him is what Before, yeah right like because he was two weeks ago getting prepped for like a different racing series um and now he's here getting p5 in an f1 race um the way he does talk though he and because they were talking about the new regulations yeah like you can tell he's experienced right like he'll talk about it um like we've been in this situation before so it's been downhill afterwards after winning doing well in the first race but like i have a different feeling about the car this year um and he yeah just it was nice he's like very experienced he was happy with how close you can fall with other cars I'm like, yeah. okay you go k i hope you keep it up because i think i have them for five races <laughs> on my great rival league so. yeah i think uh, what's really interesting and this is a bit of a common theme here is the ferrari power unit seems to be the gold standard because the Haas has it and Alpha has it, and Valtteri ended up in P6 yep. with it. So, I mean, nothing to share there. Obviously, he's just like excited to be in the points. Uh, the interview that I saw, it was interesting because it was, um, they were interviewing Valtteri first, and he was like, Yeah, I'm just like excited. Like, the car feels really good. We have a great power unit, all that kind of stuff. And then K-Mag came, so like both the Scandinavian team folks were there and they were like making like little jokes amongst themselves uh, before Valtteri. And he actually congratulated K-Mag. He was like, it's really great for him. Like, I'll let you guys interview him and stuff. So I think it's also good to just see Valtteri happy. Like he doesn't seem as stressed, which is so nice. So I'm really excited to see what he does this season. Well, it's good he made his way back up to P6. Might have been from some other people not finishing, but I mean... That's a good result. Well. He did not do well from the start. Yeah, exactly. So really, really happy for him. Just really happy for him. Um, we had Esteban finish seventh. Very yeah. good result. I did like seeing the pink cars. I liked seeing the pink cars around. I know. I made a TikTok about them not coming back, but I actually like was wrong because they came back. Um, <laughs> um yeah, they interviewed. So it was funny because like Oscar and the lady interviewer were talking and then you see Esteban's there like he's holding the mic he's like ready to be interviewed and they're not paying attention to him. So he like kind of like plays around. And he's like, Oscar, what are you doing here? <laughs> just like playfully teased with him. It is cute because we know Oscar is the reserve driver for Alpine. Um, and so they have a good rapport and yeah, it's very cute. Honestly, he was happy. He was like pretty happy with the results. So yeah, and also he had way more pace in his car than Alonso, who we'll chat about later. Who, like again, benefited from the DNFs. But Yuki, we chatted about it before. The only one to finish that had the Red Bull Red Bull power unit. So 
really excited for him. He's in the points P eight, mm-hmm. obviously so important for him in his career and his future at Red Bull. Like we don't even know what this is going to look like come at the end of the season. So I'm just like also very happy for him because it feels like he had a really rough, like he had a great first race last season and then it just was really, really rough and then kind of got it together towards the end. So hopefully this is a sign that he will be really, really great this season. Hopefully consistent. That'd be nice to see from Yuki. Yeah. Consistent is always like ideal. That's why we all have Carlos on our team because <laughs> right. we know he is consistent. He is, if nothing else, consistent. Um, we were saying Lando was consistent last year, but I mean, he could be consistently like, oh my God, the pain, Caitlin. Do you want me to say he could be consistent like P14, P13? I want to cry for them. That's so painful. Prove us wrong. Like happily. Yeah, seriously. Anyways, (laughs) back to our top 10. We're still number nine. We got Alonzo. So Alpine had two drivers in top 10. Very good. Yeah, I, I didn't like hear any too too much from him. We do know he had issues, a ton of issues with the car though. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have it, it wasn't even team orders at some point. It was just like he is not something's like not clicking with the car. So mm-hmm. Ocon passed him. Um, he didn't really build up a big fight when I think Lewis got past him at one point. Um, so yeah, i I don't know what's going on there, but hopefully he just needs to adapt. But it's good. Fernando Alonso on the points so much more than I was expecting from him, judging by how much he was chit-chatting on the radio and how things were going for him a little bit there. Yep. Okay, well, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then we have our last point um, with Guan Yu. Okay? He got points in his very first F1 race. Look at AlphaGo. Two cars in the points, too. Yeah insane it's that ferrari power unit i swear to god elite it's in the ferrari it's in the haas it's in the alfa romeo like what is going on here i mean it's a trend for sure yeah um so with the f1 tv like we had oscar and we shannon and i definitely did comment on the whole like alpha second seat and like having geo kicked out and we're like it should be oscar because he won f2 um one yeah. was second but Guan Yu got the seat um and like shank and i were talking about like it's so shitty with like all the money involved blah 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 and oscar should go somewhere and he is the reserve driver for mclaren too yeah. now um but you know what full respect to Guan Yu because yeah. in this interview um he made a good point and he's like I know there were the discussions with me like coming into this team and like the circumstances revolving around that but I proved that I deserve this spot but mm-hmm. honestly so does Oscar yeah <laughs> I was like yeah yeah you proved to that like haters, 100%. literally us that you you damn deserve this spot you did a damn good race but you also noticed that like Oscar is your league if not maybe he won he won last year yeah and I think that's, um, it's just, it's really interesting to see the maturity of these drivers because in my set of interviews that I, we had on Sky News, Guan Yu was like, just so well-spoken and they were asking like, what's it like working with Valtteri and Guan Yu's asking every question under the sun and Valtteri's answering everything. And I guess just before they started racing, 
he had a few more questions and Valtteri took the time to answer it for him. So I think it's really, I actually think that this partnership is going to be like one to watch because we know Valtteri's there for a couple of years. Guan Yu right now um, is showing that he could actually be a formidable force at Alpha. So I, I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of respect between the two and Guan Yu just is willing to learn whatever he can and is asking all the questions. So yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I don't know. You proved us wrong, dude. <laughs> right. I'm yep. Full respect for that. Um, we get into 11th and we get Mick Schumacher. That's his highest finish. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. He almost got points. He almost got his first points. That means they're on the horizon. He can get points this season. Yeah, that's actually, I made a quick note at the bottom, but my predictions for this season, I feel like we can do them now because we actually know what the car is like, but yeah, Mick had a great race and even Gunther, uh, Sky News interviewed him and he even said that he was like, you know, K-Mig obviously is great, but Mick also had a really, really great race and really showed that he can race in his racecraft. So mm-hmm. really happy. Really yeah, happy. That's awesome. I hope um, because we're talking about bonus and Guan Yu having a good like kind of mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. I hope Magnuson and Schumacher kind of get that as well. Yeah. I hope, I hope so too. Um It'll be good for both of them. And then I put number 12. We actually get Canadiano Lance Stroll. Where did he come from? But he got 12. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe it was just like the weird pitting and was able to pull it out. I don't even I don't even know what happened there, but hey. Good good for them. You can maybe get points this season. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a rough go lately. He hasn't performed really at all. Um, Alex Albon, first race back, got 13th, so that's bad. Considering like Williams is still not the fastest car. We know I'm that. just seeing this, Caitlin, from 12 to 16 is all Mercedes engines. <laughs> well, that's a 12 to 17. 12 I to 17. Know. That's 12 to 17. a very important point, maybe. Uh, okay. But yes, I think for first race back in a Williams, we know the Williams doesn't have as much pace as like any of us were hoping for. Um, but I, I, I don't know, Caitlin, if you watched that episode yet of Drive to Survive, but I think their CEO is like the perfect person to bring Williams to its former glory days. That's Jost. Yeah. Yes. It just he got the right. Nice. I actually like him. Yeah. Right energy too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I think this is like you said, just the beginning for Williams and Albon. Like I, I think that we could easily see him in the points, like come mm-hmm. in the next couple of races, hopefully. Um, and then are we going to cry about the next two? <laughs> okay, so we're not like McLaren fangirls. I mean, we like them and we like both their drivers, but I know there's a lot of like diehard McLaren fans actually out there. Yeah, we're not so that. this would hurt for them. Yeah. And 14th was Danny Rick and in 15th was Lando. I did not, there was no interview with them on our well, I didn't hear anything either. And I'm frankly glad because I, this, I don't even know, like, what the what hell happened? Yeah. Like, what the hell happened? Obviously, poor tire choice at the beginning. Okay. Um, but, like, I, what? What is this? My question to you, Caitlin, is do you think McLaren can come back from this? I think if they do come back, it'll be, so sitting 14th 15th I would probably rank 
constructors wise, they're seventh out of 10th. They could maybe challenge for fifth if they got their stuff together. I don't think they're, uh, it's not their year. Yeah, I don't think it is either. And the thing is before this season, Zach Brown said like, okay, we don't have as as much infrastructure built. So you know how Alpha has those wind tunnels and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said this year, like, will be they won't be as competitive. But I just didn't expect that they would be this. This far is down. a drop off. This is a drop off. It is significant. So and I, because like, no they built a huge fan base last year, like they've concentrated on getting very personable drivers. Yeah, like, their marketing's been phenomenal, and. They have all they have this huge fan base and it's just like pain. It's a letdown for a lot of people. That's not great. Um, How many people have spent like hundreds, hundreds of dollars on McLaren? <laughs> they also just extended Lando's contract. So I'm like, bruh, like what is happening here? He might not want to stay. Like that's like the issue. <laughs> right. He's seeing Charles yeah. having a team that's gonna give him a like shot at that world championship this year seriously um I I also like I was thinking if I was Lando and the boys that you grew up with are kind of back in it so Albon who hasn't been in it finishes before you but he's the one that you know you grew up with but Mm -hmm. Charles and George the people that you grew up with again are like actually leading the pack yeah uh you have yeah album who left and came back still finished before you and then you have your teammate in carlos who everyone was like why would he leave mclaren like that is such a bad call that kind of stuff leaves mclaren is at ferrari and year one does really well and then year two is on a podium i would be like in my feelings for sure and since he is a scorpio he probably is and danny's like i can't isn't he cancer he's like, a cancer I, yeah, so they're probably both in their feelings, to be honest, right now. Like, they're probably not in a good space. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think, like, McLaren, and when they come back to Soul Glory, I think they just, something is not right this year. No. This is not their year. In 16th, we had the Nicholas Latifi, the other Canadian. Um, I don't know. I got nothing to say here. I really don't. I think for the benefit of their team, they have to give him the boot come next season get someone like oscar on your team yeah get anyone else truly like truly um all right and then who was last finishing off the the people that actually finished the race i I can't do it (laughs) hulkenberg (laughs) the hulk he got 17 and you know what that's fine that's fine yeah, I think He's so too. Totally fine. You did not damage the car. You're not incurring extra costs for the team. That's fine. Exactly. And um, <laughs> we mentioned this already, but just the three DNFs. I didn't realize there was an interview with Pierre. I didn't get to see that one. Yeah, I got um, interviews with Pierre, Horner, and Maxi. Ooh, okay. Right. So Pierre, kind of surprising, Jenny. Like, he wasn't a... Like he was not happy, yeah. City, but his whole vibe at the interview was like he's still happy with that race. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was doing really well, right? And whatever yeah, happens, like, and that's honestly, it's good control. to see that's what he's concentrating on. But I'm like, dude, yeah. did you see the size of that fire behind you? <laughs> yeah, like something's wrong with these engines or power units. Something. So 
he okay. like quote unquote positively surprised and I was like okay yeah cool take that and move forward with a good attitude here yeah um the Horner interview and Max interview actually like they weren't fuming right yeah. like we've seen them fume in interviews before um but like in a calm upset manner if that makes sense um like how kind of the tone we're talking in now but like upset with the circumstance yeah um, so yeah it, it was kind of an interesting thing to get from them because Horner's like we don't know what went wrong um and I'd be like if I was a team principal and I didn't know it was going wrong and I got zero point haul on the first race I'd be more than really concerned yeah um and then Max I think he got a lot of his like fume out on the radio so he was calmer and perhaps I'm thinking it's because it's the first race of the season and there's still so long to go yeah and I think what's interesting so I did catch like the interview with Max um on TSN so Sky Sports and he was like they were asking him like what was wrong with the car and he was like dude like I don't I was trying to steer like I don't know something wasn't working but then he said, like, I would have really wanted those 18 points. Like, and I think mm-hmm. it's because, uh, and then he followed it up by like, it's a long season. I know that, but like, I would have liked to walk away with those 18 points. And I think what's interesting is that what we've seen this year is that it's actually going to be like, yes, Ferrari, Red Bull, probably at the front, Mercedes picking up what they can. But if something goes wrong, like the loss could be significant because everyone else is equally as competitive in the behind you. You know what I mean? Like the Hosses, the Alphas, like any one of those people could end up on a podium. Yep. It'll be more evenly distributed this year. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Like, hopefully, you know, this is just one of one. Um, and they have a competitive car. So I don't know. Yeah. But Caitlin, this brings me to something I wanted to ask you. But what predictions do you have for the season? We've talked, maybe we should start with McLaren which is just like, we haven't said anything just because we haven't been so sure about this car. Um, and now that we have one race under our belt, I think McLaren is in a really bad spot. Yeah. They're not competitive. No. For points. Yeah. Which is so not great. It's just so unexpected and a turnaround from last season when it's like we could have expected Lando getting third yeah 100 so oh my gosh okay okay I'm gonna go on that train Shanta if this continues does Daniel keep his contract at the end of the year I I honestly think he we know he was on a multi-year we don't know if it's two or three um but if it's a two if it's a two it would come up end of this year I think it might be over and I don't know who else would take him, given the fact that there are so many young guns that are coming up and given the fact that, like, there's going to be a bit of a shuffle here. I, I don't know who's going to take him. It would be shit, though, if he ended the season, like, in fighting for P15 to P20 and ended his career that way. Oh, my God. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. I also wanted to note, team, um, <laughs> that right now in the constructors, it's uh, Ferrari leading, obviously, second place Mercedes, third Haas, fourth Alfa Romeo. That's so, <laughs> wow. What do you think is going to happen with the hot, like with these Ferrari power units? Have we entered a new era of dominance? I guess is my question to you. 
I don't know if I can comment on era quite yet. I don't know if I believe the top teams that we know of, like Mercedes is going to come back. And this might be a harder year, um, but they'll come back with a vengeance. Um, And then Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren will come back with a vengeance. I think Haas, I don't know. Your guess is- I ho- like I would hope that this is like the turnaround, but right? I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know either. I hope if they can stay like I I think prediction, you already mentioned it. Mick will get his points this yeah. year. Yeah. He will get points in Formula One this year. That will happen. Guaranteed. I'm it's fairly gonna sure. be like I that's gonna be a bittersweet moment though, because you know he's gonna want his dad to know that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you think uh, Carlos is going to win a race this year? Yeah, I think so too. I think Carlos will be sitting pretty on the very top of that podium. He's gone. Than you think. Is it like arguably if it's the most races without a race win? Mm-hmm. Like, or he's way up there. But he's close. He's second a few times. Yeah. But his, his partner is going to give him a run for his money though. Okay, next question. Sergio Perez, do we see... I see him on a podium. Do you see him on top of the podium, though? Not after this race. Maybe I changed my mind later, but after (laughs) seeing what this race was, it's like, I don't see him at the top. And he wanted to win a world... Like, he was talking about in interviews leading up to the season, being like, I'm on this team to win a world championship. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be doing that. No, and the only way I could ever see them letting him get ahead of Max is if something's wrong with Max's car, which is what happened today, where I was like, they never, this would never happen. What's happening? So, unfortunately. Um, Max, I think, obviously, is going to win some races. Who else? Do you think... George, you think George is going to win any? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I think, like, ask me in five races when Mercedes has had the time to fix the car... Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been, yeah, it's really hard to tell. Like, I think, I think also George is happy being on the back, like being the second driver this season. Cause okay. I think he knows that Lewis is like probably going to retire after this year or like Max has one more year in him, but I, I even highly doubt that. Like, I think Mac Lewis will be done. I don't know. We'll see. And I think like Shank and I definitely have talked about this already, but like, we think that like George is going to go on the back foot maybe more so and try and learn from Lewis this year and like yeah. um give him that chance for the eighth because the team wants him to get the eighth yeah exactly and then kind of like move on from there but I don't know if he'll end up winning to be honest this time around I mean I hope Unless he does there's like extraordinary circumstances maybe yeah mm-hmm. and then I think Lewis will win can win I think that's yeah. like going to happen for sure um but I'm just not sure is there going to be any other surprises from anyone? Do you think if, Valtteri could end up on a podium? Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I think yeah. Alpha could podium for sure. And it, it, if Guan Yu can podium, it might be end of the season. Yeah. That would be impressive. Um, I also think K-Mag, if everything but, continues, could end up on the podium. I was going to say, what like is there a chance he wins? If he gets really comfortable. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible in Formula One. I mean, we saw today two, like three cars just get taken out. So yeah, yeah. Anything can happen. I'm a little worried about Alpine just because I'm like, we have nothing to compare their motor, their engine against because they only have their own, right? They, they have the Renault engine. 
that's what they're driving versus everyone else. You can be like, okay, there's like benchmarks to what we can see. And I don't know. I also worry about Mercedes maybe losing some contracts uh, in terms of their engine because right now it's not looking so good team it's not looking so good and we know we have an engine freeze coming until 2026 right so not great not looking good right now and the only person we haven't mentioned just because he was sick but where do you think seb is going to fall in all of this middle Middle. he might get podiums but there'll be luck do you think he'll retire if he after this season i don't know like, I would think so, but then he's also gone on interviews and said, like, how much he's in this because he loves the sport, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We'll have to see. So, yeah, that's it, folks. Those are, like, our revised predictions um, for this year, I guess. I don't know. Right. Maybe they keep changing. Yeah. we. The reason why we were so hesitant before, too, was just because we were, like, we just don't we know. We didn't know how the cars are going to perform. And seriously, we did not know until really now the porpoising issues, like issues with power, like, I don't know. How are we supposed to know this stuff? So exactly. What's all exactly. folks. When's yeah. the next race? Saudi Arabia next week. Next week will be in Jeddah, I believe. Yep. So it's the West coast of Saudi Arabia, like Southwest coast of Saudi Arabia. Amazing. So, like Bahrain's on the East side. Yeah. So they're going to Paris. Mm-hmm. And then When's Qatar? That's end of the year. End of the year is Qatar. Um, but yeah, uh, folks, if you are in Grid Rival in our league, I hope you look at what you did and see if your teams are doing well. And then, other than that, just follow us on Twitter. We're trying to be more active there, just because I noticed there's a lot of you talking to us there. And on TikTok at Get Checkered, on Instagram at Get Checkered. You can also send us emails. We have a couple of those come through. I feel like before. And we've been trash ever yeah. so we need to get better, and we will. We will. It's also a shake. We gotta shake it out too. We gotta get our testing through. <laughs> um, but what else, Caitlin? Is there anything else we need to tell our listeners? Um, just yeah, contact us. We love talking about what's happening, what you guys think. So, oh. yeah. Well, okay, folks. We will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.